It's certainly a joy to be back in God's house again tonight. Thank God for each one that's coming this way tonight. Glad to have you. Any visitors, especially glad to have you. And uh, I'd like to read a scripture tonight from the book of Matthew. And uh, uh, this is shortly uh, before Jesus was betrayed and he was taken prisoner and then not long after that crucified. This is the supper, the last supper that he had with his disciples. And he, this is Matthew 26, 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of this vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung unto him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Enough reading, I guess everybody just stand for a minute <clears throat> as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be back in your house again tonight. Thank you for each one that's here and each one that's listening and watching. God, we pray for this service that you just bless us to have a spiritual time for worship. God, help us tonight. Thank you, God, that you know our need. And we pray, God, that you would deal with those needs and speak to those needs and help us, God, to see our needs tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name and amen. You be seated. We turn over to the floor. Page 28. <clears throat>
Page 38. Page 
asked the true singers to sing, I made it by grace. And it just came on my heart as we were singing. I'm so glad I know how I made it. And we're just going to stand up here and help them, and you just pray for us. Chill. 
going this way and going home. Signs of the time reveal we don't have very long. But each one who stands up on this shore, waving goodbye as they rejoice. Glory to God, they'll leave here singing this same sweet song. Sing it with us. I know how I made it. I know how I made it. I made it by God's amazing grace. Steps that are slow. Amen. Thank the Lord for the good singing, the good spirit. Good to be in the Lord's house. I just praise God for what I can feel tonight. Uh, let's all stand. If you got an unspoken request, just show it. If you got something on your heart, request you want to make known, uh, say that. I got a couple I make while I'm waiting. We, they were made this morning, but I want to make them again. Uh, please pray for Brother Denny Hunter. Uh, pray for him. Of course, everybody knows in the hospital in Toledo had stroke. He is out of intensive care, and I, I was encouraged by that. So pray for him. Pray for Blaine. He's going to have a real serious procedure Thursday, and up in Detroit. Really, really pray for him. Somebody else got something now. Amen. I believe that. I saw some this morning I just thought was on the verge of coming to the and, and some of them just stood there and some of them went out. So, but my heart goes out to them. Let's really pray for him. Anybody else? Not Westbrook, Carl Lease.
Let's continue to be prayerful tonight and obey the Lord. Anybody feel like singing a song? Got something on your heart? Come if you do. Follow. Just obey the Lord. Sing whatever God gives you. If you got something, it's sure good to be here tonight already. Got a nice crowd. Thank the Lord for everybody's come. Anybody have a song? If you do, you're welcome. It won't take too long. We'll give you plenty of time to think about it. Oh, nobody feel like singing. We'll look at these preachers. Cooper and Cameron, one of you fellas, got something on your heart. Come ahead. Pray for Cooper. Appreciate it. Appreciate getting to be here tonight. Appreciate what's been done. God, I know what grace is. Thank God for the grace. There's a song we sing. It's called Thank You for the Grace. But it, it talks about when I don't have the answers to everything, when I, I, I don't know where to go, God, I'll thank you for the grace. Tonight I'm glad I've got something to thank God for. When I wonder, and I, I look around and I wonder, God, why is this happening? He reminds me that he saved me from the devil's hell and that's been enough. If he didn't do anything else for me, that's, that's enough to thank him for. But I'll be honest with you tonight, I, I mean this in all seriousness. I'm about as burdened as I've ever been in my life. I don't know why. The other day, God gave me a thought. I haven't had the chance to study it out, really. And today, in the afternoon, I sat down for a few minutes, and God allowed me to look at a thought. And I asked you to pray for me, and I pray that God would help somebody. There was a time when somebody stood, a man of God stood, and it helped me. I'm not worthy to say anything about him tonight, but I'm going to do the best I can to give him the praise out of my mouth. You pray. I want to read in the 17th chapter of the book of Luke. We'll start in the 11th verse. 17th chapter of the book of Luke. Bible says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. That's all I want to read tonight. You pray. If I could encourage you, give you a title tonight, it would be Be the One. Be the One. And so we begin to look, we begin to find here that the Bible tells us, and so many times we find this in the four Gospels, that Jesus began to pass through somewhere. It tells us that Jesus 
uh, began to pass through a certain area. And I'll say this tonight uh, from a church standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint. The only time anything good will happen in our churches is when Jesus passes by. Listen, the world today and churches of today want to tell us that there's this and there's that. And they want to offer cheap substitutes for Jesus passing by. But I'm thankful that I know the raw, genuine power of God down deep on the inside. I'm thankful tonight that I was raised in a church where God dwells and where His Spirit is. And I can recognize when something's not done in the Spirit. I want to thank God for that tonight. That I don't have to question what's going on. But when something is done for Jesus, I know it's done for Jesus. Thank God tonight that I know that when Jesus passes by, that He's passing by. I don't have to question, don't have to ask somebody else but Kyle when I wonder and I begin to look and I see somebody and I know that Jesus is on the inside of them thank God tonight for the times that Jesus passes by in my life and thank God for the times in this church can I say this tonight that that is something worth praising him for that he decides to come and dwell and visit with sinners like you and I that's worth praising him for tonight and I thank God that he's still willing to pass by for you and I Sure, it's good to know that in the year 2022 that God still says, I want to go and visit my people. I still want to go and dwell with Him and comfort them. Thank God tonight that Jesus is still passing by in this day and hour. That gives me hope and lets me know, Kyle, that my burdens, they can be saved and they can be helped. If He wasn't passing by anymore, I'd know that there was no more hope. But I'm glad to know tonight that we have a hope and His name is Jesus. Death has no power. Why? Because because He holds the key. Thank God tonight that I've got a hope, Blaine, that's beyond the grave. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, I know that if my life ends tonight, I'm going to lift my eyes in heaven someday. And when this life is over, I've got a place prepared, yonder in glory, that when God says, your time's done, I'm taking you out of here, and it'll be fine for me. And I'll say, God, I'm glad to go. God, thank you for the life you've given me. God, if it's tonight, God, thank you for what you've done. Let me tell you tonight, I thank God for my life. Thank God for what He's done. Looking forward to heaven. But while I'm here, Bill, while I'm here, God help me to let His praise continually utter out of my mouth. God, give me a life that's worth living. Preacher, what is that? Ryan, a life worth living is one that continually utters Jesus out of their mouth. Listen, I don't want to go through my whole life tonight and not give it to Jesus. Why? He gave His life for me. I want to give mine to Him. Can I encourage you tonight if you have not given Him your life? Give Him your life now. Don't wait till you're on your deathbed and you You've wasted your days. Give it to Him now. Please, I'm begging you tonight, give it to Him now. There's no better joy, no better place to be. Give it to Him while you're young. Give it to Him now. Listen tonight, I love you. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. You're going to waste your whole life and you're going to be on your deathbed. I've, I've never been in this spot, but I've heard Terry testify of it. I'm going to... I've heard you testify, but I love you. I've heard Terry stand here and say, I've had people on their deathbed get saved and say, I wish. God, tonight, help us. I wish I would have done it sooner. God, help me tonight. Listen, I beg of you, with every fiber, every ounce of my being. I'm glad to be a beggar for it tonight. I'll say that. I'm begging you, asking you tonight on your behalf. Please give him your life now. 
Oh, God, I'll tell you this. I don't want any other life. I've lived the other life. And now that I've lived this life, don't give me anything else. You guys were practicing it before. In the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. When I'm alone, when nobody else sees, give me Jesus. When I'm on my deathbed and when I come to die, give me Jesus. He's the only thing that will satisfy you tonight if you're saved. I want to tell you the world will offer you cheap substitutes for the power of God. But you need the power of God in your life if you're saved. I'll say that. I love what Paul said. He said, I shall rather suffer mine iniquity. I believe it was that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Tonight, if I've got to go through struggles and trials, so be it. I'll praise Him anyway that the power of Christ may rest upon my life. Oh, that God's, God's mercy and grace would be all over me. I pray tonight, and I'll just give you my heart tonight. I pray that I wouldn't even have to say anything to anybody, but that they would be able to see God's hand and God's grace on my life. Preacher, I don't think God can do that. I'm telling you right now that if, oh Lord, if people look and they see the changes taking place, they can see that the power of God has been on your life. Preacher, I don't think the power of God's there anymore. I'm telling you, if we know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and now we know that if He was the same then, that the power of Christ can still rest upon us now, we know that He can still be there with us. Listen, I, I, I'm going to keep going. I didn't mean to go for that long on that, but God had other plans. So we find that as He went there, and I believe that it doesn't indicate this here, but we find it in other spots in the four Gospels that many times it was noise that He was around and it was noise that Jesus was coming through. And the Bible doesn't tell us this, but I believe I want to paint a picture for you a moment. I believe that maybe these ten men had lived their lives as lepers. And, and if you don't know about leprosy, leprosy was a sickness where you were alienated from the rest of civilization. You had to be separate. It was a terrible flesh-eating disease. It was a bad situation. No cure at all. But I believe that maybe, just maybe, as wherever they were at that day, maybe they heard someone say, Jesus is getting ready to pass through Samaria. We saw Him on the road outside of town. We know He's coming. We know that it's Him. Can I tell you tonight, if you know Jesus and you know Him, you need to be telling people that He's passing through. If you're saved and God saved you, don't you want others to be saved? I love you tonight, but do you hear what I'm saying? If God passed through for you one day, I want to tell people that, hey, Jesus is going to pass through here in a little bit. You ought to stop by and see what God can do for you. But I believe these ten men maybe heard that He was passing by, and I, I love the Scripture that David wrote. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And we find that these men, it says that they lifted up their voices. What are you getting at tonight, preacher? They lifted their voices to a place where they knew that they could get help. How? They heard the testimony of others that said He's passing by and He can help you. So what did they do? They lifted up their voice under the hills. They lifted up their voice under where Jesus was at so that they could get help. Listen, I love you tonight, but if you think you're going to get help from some other church that has crazy beliefs, and I'm not saying don't go to another church, hear me good and well, understand me, but if you think that the world is going to help you out, I'm telling you today, I've tried it in others' have to and I'll tell you it does not work trying to fill those holes can I tell you tonight you've got a God sized hole in your heart and the world cannot fill that only God can 
I love you tonight. I heard that the other day, and I love that analogy. You've got a God-sized hole in your life, and you're going to try to find something that is God-sized, and I'm telling you, He's bigger than anything we have around us. You're going to try to fill it with something other than God. You're going to find it does not fill that hole. What will fill that hole? We find that in that, if we look at it like a math equation, that only God can fill that hole in your life. Thank God tonight that I realized and I figured out for myself that only God was going to satisfy me. And thank God tonight that He's willing to fill that hole in our lives. So we find that they went on and they lifted up their voices where the help was. Tonight, if you want help, you need to lift up your voice where the help dwells at. Don't go somewhere expecting help, longing for help, and it'd be a dead, dry place. But if you want help, you'll have to find it at the Master's feet. Thank God that He's willing to help us out tonight. Thank God He didn't leave us alone. Uh, it goes on to tell us, it tells us that Jesus told them to go to one of the priests and tell them the situation. I don't know much about that. Didn't get a chance to look at that verse a whole lot. Maybe there's more there, but I don't feel like covering it tonight. It says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. So we find tonight that there was ten of these lepers that had been made whole. I want you to understand how big of a deal this is. This wasn't just some random thing that happened. Sometimes it's easy to read these stories. And I'll say this, I do this sometimes. We read these miracles in the Bible and we look and we just... That's, that, that's awesome that God did that. That's great that Jesus did that. But I want you to really let it sink in tonight what Jesus just did. Understand tonight that leprosy had no cure. Once you were a leper, that's what you were. And you alienated yourself from your family. You alienated yourself from your friends. You had no one around besides the other lepers. Understand tonight that Jesus just did something nobody else could do. If you've been saved or not, I want you to understand Jesus did something for you nobody else can do. Oh, God, help us tonight. Listen, let that sink in for a moment. The God who created the heavens and loved you enough to speak breath into your lungs saved you from hell. Ooh, that ought to bring joy to you tonight to know that God visited you in your place of torment and saved you in spite of what we were. That brings joy to me tonight. But listen, we find that these ten lepers were there. And I'll say this tonight, if we can look at this as a picture of being saved, that they had everything they needed at that moment. They got saved. Thank God for being saved. I've got everything I need to cross over the river. I'm glad of that knowing that I've got a place to go when this life is over. But when we look, we find that after they got saved, there were some things that they had to make a decision to do. Tonight, once you get saved, you've got to make some decisions with your life. I love you, but God does not save us just for us to go out and live however we want to. God longs for fellowship. He longs for worship from His people. He longs to hear from His people. And so we go on and we find that only one of these men that had been healed turned around and began to glorify God. Can I tell you tonight, if you've been saved, I don't know how old you are, I don't know who you are, that doesn't matter. If you've been saved, you ought to glorify God. 
Well, preacher, I know people that got saved right about when I did, and I don't even see them here anymore. That one didn't care where everybody else went. He said, he healed me of my leprosy. Can I say this tonight? He saved my soul. I don't care what everybody else does. I'm going to turn back and I'm going to worship him for what he's done for me. Tonight, I, I love you, but don't worry about what everybody else is doing. When you get healed, when you get saved, you just turn and you start glorifying God. Don't worry about anything else. Don't question anything else. When you get saved, when God heals you of your sin sickness, you know what you ought to do? Turn around and give thanks unto Him for what He's just done. That leper said, I'm going to turn back around. And because He saved my life, because He changed my life, I'm going to praise Him and worship Him with everything in me, with every fiber of my being tonight, you ought to glorify God for what He's done. Preacher, you're preaching to me. I'm preaching to myself too. I need to glorify Him better. I need to worship Him more. There's always room for me and you to move up. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself too. I'm not the only one tonight that needs to glorify God better. We can always glorify Him better. We can always do better. We can always worship more. I'm telling you today, my heart, my heart's desire is that I'd get up in the morning with Him on my mind. I'd walk through my day with him on my mind I'd go to sleep with him on my mind and it would be a repeating cycle well preacher I, I don't know what you mean and I, I'm telling you you say preacher I, I thought that's what happened for you I thought you just get up and Jesus is right there I thought you always are just ready to talk about Jesus I thought you were always just always waking up and he's always on your mind thought it was the middle of the day he was on your mind Can I tell you just the same as you are I get distracted too I love you I've got distractions too. Shame on me. Shame on me. When I let that get in my way of saying, God, thank you for saving me. Preacher, you mean to tell me that there's been times in your life when you've let something get in the way of worshiping Jesus? Sure enough. It's a shame to say, Terry, I've sat right about here. And I've let something get on my mind. And I've missed out on worshiping and praising, missed out on a blessing because I decided not to get everything else out of the way. Say, I don't care what everybody else is doing. God, I'm going to worship you no matter what's going on. Tonight, I, I love you, but if you've been saved, you ought to worship now. You ought to glorify now. We're going a little bit further. It says he fell on his feet, giving him thanks, and Jesus began to ask, he said, where were the ten? Can I say tonight, if, if you've been saved and you just did your own thing, I believe God sits and wonders, why? Jesus knows exactly where you're at. I, I don't want you to hear me wrong. God knows exactly where you're at in your life. But I believe He sits back and wonders, why? I, I've saved you. I've done everything I've needed to do. Why will you not stay in fellowship with me? I love one of the things, one of our 18 articles of faith is of sanctification. God help me. I love the word sanctification. If you dig, if I could word it, I guess it would be becoming more holy, becoming more Christ-like. We need to be today of sanctification, becoming more Christ-like. Preacher, you mean to tell me every day that you've got up, you've become more Christ-like? No. Sadly not. I'm an imperfect man saved by God's grace. But every once in a while, God will let me grow a little bit closer to Him. 
Sometimes my path to sanctification, I guess you could say, kind of looks like this and backwards and up. But I'll tell you tonight, there's no better feeling than when on that path I'm going this way. And I can feel myself getting closer to God. Thank God tonight for sanctification. I don't know why I felt like touching on that, but I did. But listen, I'm going to wrap up very soon and I'm going to ask for a song. And if I could close with this, if I could give you any advice, it would be glorify God now. I don't know who you are, but I've preached my heart to you tonight. I really have. I promise you I've given you every fiber of my being. I pray tonight that you would make a decision. And not only would you make the decision, but so many times our actions after we get off the altar, they don't equate the decision we made. I pray tonight that you would come and say, God, I'll say this tonight and then I'll be done. You may be old, you may be young. Don't let that change you glorifying God. Preacher, I've been saved for 40 years and I still haven't glorified God. Now would be a good time to start. Be a great time. Preacher, I've got grandchildren. I'm telling you today, one of my, my, my biggest fears around us is the devil getting after our young people. I'm a young person too. But it's so easy, it seems nowadays, for the devil to grab a young life and take him away. And, and once they get a hold of him, church, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been in this place, once the devil gets a hold of you, it's hard sometimes to look back and, and get back to where you were. But tonight, I, I encourage you, if you're young, get close to Him now. Get close to Him now. I'd rather spend all my days praising Him than anything else. That's, that's what I've got on my heart tonight. I'm going to ask everybody to stand, Terry Wilkett, give an invitation. I'm going to ask him to come get a song. Here's my heart tonight. I don't, I don't know where you've been. don't know who you are. But in my soul tonight, somebody here has not started worshiping Him for who He is. And I encourage you tonight in this hour, give Him everything you've got and worship Him. Well, preacher, are you expecting me to be perfect? I know you talked about sanctification and getting closer to Him. I'm not saying you need to be perfect tonight. I don't believe the Bible indicates we can come anywhere close to perfect. We would never do that. But one thing we can do is strive toward the prize of the mark of the high calling of Christ. Terry, shame on me for the times when I've thought about that. And that's been in my mind and I've had a decision to make. And I knew that if I made one decision, I would be pressing towards Him. But if I made another, I wouldn't be. If I could go back now, every time that I chose to not strive for Him, I would change it. I I would go back and make sure that every time, Taylor, that I had the opportunity to press towards Christ, I'd go back and I'd make sure that I pressed for Him. But I can't change that now. But you know what I can do? I can decide now that tomorrow, that that when I wake up, that I'm going to praise Him for what He's done. Your past cannot be changed. It's sad, but it cannot be changed tonight. Folks, don't dwell on that. I encourage you to take the time you've got left and give it to Him. No better thing in the world. Sing when you're ready. Amen. Good job, You're doing good, man.
Maybe, just maybe, I, I might start worshiping you. God, maybe I'll start giving you my life. God, maybe now. Don't say maybe. Don't wait another day. Don't delay, friends. We don't have much time left. You don't have time left to delay. You don't have time to wait. Come now. Give it to Him now. I beg of you, please. I beg of you. Appreciate the message. Appreciate the gospel. I'm going to say a few words, and I'm going to ask for another song. And Brother Cooper, he used the subject, Are You the One? Let me ask you tonight. Does that one that was cleansed who came back and glorified Jesus, is that the picture of your life? What's well, wonderful if it is. Or is one of those nine, is that possibly the picture of your life? 
That's sad if that is. Now, the Bible doesn't go into explanation about what all nine of those fellows did. Some of them maybe went this way and some went that way. We know none of the nine came back and glorified Jesus. Some of them might have had more violent lives than others. Some of them might have had more ungodly lives than others. But in any case, whatever they were doing, it wasn't glorifying Jesus. I'd like, listen, and I say this real often. I think it's important for people to realize this. Uh, you don't have to be an outlaw to need to come to the altar. Um, I've had times in my life, especially as a younger Christian, that I wasn't just right where I wanted to be. And Satan would keep saying to me, well, you haven't done anything real bad. Now, you don't need to go to the altar. And I think, well, I'll just try to worship like I am. And maybe, I guess I could say it this way, maybe once in a while I'd get a little crumb. I'd, I'd feel a little something. I'd say, well, I'm doing pretty good. But most of the time I just, I just didn't have power, and it kept getting worse and worse. See, if you don't obey God, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. It's what Cooper's pretty about going downhill this way. If you're here tonight and you've got something that's been bothering you and you're just not right where you need to be with God and you're not really glorifying Jesus like you should be, I would encourage you and recommend you come to the altar and pray. You don't even have to tell anybody what it's about. Uh, when I come to the altar, I've come to the altar and repented a lot of times since I've been saved. I don't ever remember telling anybody uh, what I was coming and uh, getting forgiveness for, but I would say I haven't been where God wanted me to be. I haven't been following him. And uh, I've come and repented, and God's forgiven me, and I'd like a church to forgive me. When I did that, and I did that out of my heart, I felt such a freedom, and I felt such a joy. I was able to start uh, climbing the hill again. I was able to start going on that road of sanctification again. And so I believe tonight that message is very clear and very powerful and very much to the point. Listen, if you're here and lost, you need to get saved. But if you're saved, you need to be on track glorifying Jesus. And if you want to help somebody you got to put your whole heart in it. I believe without a doubt, there's some folks needs to come now. Sing us another song. And whoever it is needs to come, we're not going to look down on you if you come. We'll praise God for you. We won't think bad of you if you come. That's, that's what the devil says, but the devil's a liar. We won't think bad of you if you come. We'll say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Just obey the Lord. Just obey the Lord. Please come. Somebody needs to come. Without a doubt. I come. I come. service tonight is very powerful very convicting anyone else got anything
If not, let me uh, explain what we're going to do uh, in a little bit. We'll do be dismissed from the sanctuary here. We'll, everybody that wants to take part in the Lord's Supper will reconvene in the fellowship hall. That's where things set up, right? And uh, we'll go to the fellowship hall. And uh, uh, we'll let the deacons get together out there. And I, I have uh, some scripture that I want to read after I get out there. I debated and prayed about where to read it, but I, I want to read it out there. And we'll let the, one of the deacons, we'll call on one of them to ask the blessing out there uh, over the Lord's Supper. Uh, then after we have the Lord's Supper, we'll be dismissed from the Lord's Supper, and, and those that want to uh, stay and take part in the washing of the feet, uh, there'll be a place out there for the men, and I think the women's is probably in this room up here in the corner. And so uh, opportunities to do uh, those services, and I say services because it's two different services, uh, the Lord's Supper is a service and the foot washing is another service. But uh, we're going to, uh, we'll just look to Brother Ryan and uh, let him ask the blessing, dismiss us out of here, and also ask to, there will be an offering, of course, taken up out there, but let's ask the Lord to bless that too. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen.